<laughs> All right. Welcome good, good to Inky Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from, each, for, from Grand Fork's Best Source. Tonight we'll be doing Cabin in the Woods. Um, does anyone have anything they'd like to say before we start? Yeah, actually, uh, we will uh, uh, thank uh, our sponsor today, uh, the Bubble Laundry Co. Um, so if you're sick and tired of schlepping your laundry around, uh, can you even find enough open washing machines? You can at the Bubble Laundry Company. You've heard about their new machines. You can wash up to eight baskets of laundry in one load. And with the cold weather here, don't wreck your washer trying to wash your comforters. Drop off your big down comforters for a professional clean. Check out their drop-off service. Get your laundry washed, dried, and folded with a 24-hour turnaround time, and they'll text you when it's done. Bubble Laundry Company uses Ecolab products for those greasy, dirty rags, aprons, coveralls, and more. Quit schlepping your laundry all over town. Get it done and get it out in one hour. Bubble Laundry Company, 1401 12th Avenue South in Grand Forks. Check them out on the web at bubblelaundryco.com or call 701-800-3084. Thank you again, Bubble Laundry Company. All right. All right. Can we start? Yep. Go ahead and go to your camera. All right. Boom. Cabin in the Woods. There's a cabin in the woods behind me. (laughs) I dig it. Is it the cabin from Evil Dead? Maybe. Is it a ripoff of Evil Dead? Probably. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, we got a guest today, too. Uh, Dale is joining us. Uh, If you want to go to the... There he is. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome, Dale. I've been catching up on the ar- your archives the last uh, few weeks here, so it's been a trip and one uh, come on here for a while. So yeah, this is looking forward to the show today. Oh no, <laughs> or, or not? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of out of it today, so just tired and stuff like that. It was a long week, long weekend. But uh, what do you want to start talking about? You know, I, I was just going to say that this movie is kind of a ripoff of Evil Dead. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen Evil Dead, so it, I, I, I can't really speak to that. But I will say that uh, when I first saw this movie in the theaters way back, it was about 10 years ago it came out, 2011, uh, I remember just hearing from a few friends and, and uh, coworkers at the time saying, whatever you do, don't look up any previews or anything, just go see it, trust me. And I heard a few people say that exact same sentiment, so I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and see it. I had a bit of hype built up. I'm like, all right, it's probably a slasher movie with a twist. And uh, It was not. <laughs> at least for me at the time, but it was like one of the best theatrical experiences for me. Uh, probably like a top 10 theatrical experience, just because just going into it and just seeing the way they played the twist and all that, I, I, I guess and I saw it with a few friends and we pretty much had theaters to ourselves. So it was just, for me, it was just a blast. And I rewatched it over the weekend. And for me, I thought it held up great. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I, I guess it's, probably uh, give a spoiler warning for people who haven't seen it uh maybe uh, it's probably impossible to talk about this movie without kind of going into some of the shenanigans that kind of lead up to how everything unfolds so well, you know it's uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's like all the monster movies mm-hmm. in, in 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 one movie mm-hmm. it's like the evil dead mixed with mixed with uh zombies and monsters and you know you don't find out until the end of the movie that this movie that these things are really just trying this this government agency is just trying to appease the gods per se otherwise the world will end you know they have to sacrifice the the different archetypes and it's it's just weird but sigourney weaver does a great job in this movie and you know people 
who likes Sigourney Weaver, you know, would know her in Aliens. I believe she was in Ghostbusters also, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that Sigourney Weaver, I mean, she kind of got the, the her, well, her whole thing kind of kicked off with Alien, which has got still one of the best, like, cinematic, it was one of the first cinematic, like, pictures that actually took you into a completely new world. That's well, Ridley Scott is a genius. Yeah. So, well, I'm just going to go into this just really quick because this, um, my brother pointed this out to me when I was really young and I didn't realize it, but in the very first alien movie, when you see them lower them into the big, big cave or, or I think it's like actually the ship, but that kind of, um, uh, perspective, I don't think it ever been used in movies before. So it actually, Star Wars. Yeah. So it actually, I don't even know if Star Wars really did because it really brought you like into a room that was just like expansive. But anyway, um, so Cabin in the Woods, I I wish I would have watched it over the weekend. I totally forgot to because I thought that this was a comedy and I could have swore it had like the kid from like Boy Meets World in it or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's or or Wonder Years or it's kind of like an unintentional comedy. Like it's like all the everything's intentionally overly cliche to where you cannot help but just laugh at how just how like all right there's this trope and then of course they trip and fall while we're getting chased and all that and yeah i, I gotta look up the cast i here. personally like the part when all the monsters are breaking out of like the 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 uh the cells in the in the the, the place and they're like killing all the scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that or they're all getting their just desserts at the at the end. Uh, I suppose we should probably set it up a little bit uh, for the the very brief like spoiler free war- warning. Kind of at the beginning is it's like your stereotypical college age kids go out for a weekend of fun, you know, for cabin in the woods. Is that Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, yeah, that oh. that and that's a crazy uh, fact uh, about this like. This was filmed in 2009, and usually, you know, the turnaround time with post-production is about a year. Yeah. But they intentionally held off an extra year because when, during post-production, that's when they found out Chris Hemsworth was, got landed the gig for Thor. So they wanted to capitalize on his fame for Thor, and they delayed the movie an intentional year, and when it came time to marketing it, it was like starring Thor's Chris Hemsworth. So Can I say something really quick? Um, it's kind of cool because you were talking about the, the production, the production... Um, the space in between production. Well, I did the movie House of a Thousand Corpses a few months ago, and it took them like three years to get that off because there was no place that would take it. They said it was too much of an exploitation film. Yeah, it's it's crazy some of the behind the scenes uh, drama that can unfold sometimes. Hearing about the news and all that for uh, what can lead to movies just lying in limbo for a couple of years. Uh, all. I've seen that with several other movies over the years, and especially with the pandemic, this last year, movies getting delayed over a year and all that. Well, you know, I heard, you know, it's like Candyman. Candyman didn't, was supposed to come out last year, but it didn't come out until like a few months ago. Um, they're still working on that Spawn feature. They make it a new Spawn? I believe so. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, and you know why I'm so confused about this? Because this whole time I thought when we were talking about Cabin in the Woods, I thought we were talking about Cabin Fever. Oh, <laughs> oh, the one with the flesh-eating virus, the necrotizing fashion. Yeah, medicine. and it's got Ryder Strong, that, and that's the oh, guy yeah. who was in, I think, Boy Meets World. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's, <laughs> right. that's why I thought it was a comedy. Because I, it, that's right. I, I can't watch Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah I think we're, we kind of had a brief little uh, 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 talk before starting up here, and, and I remember you told me you, were, you, you weren't 
this one didn't win you over. <laughs> well, you know, cabin in the woods kind of freaked me out, or ca- cabin fever kind of freaked me out because I'm kind of a germaphobe. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the thought of a virus eating your flesh away just does not appease me. Like cabin fever was just like insanely gory, wasn't it? Like I just vaguely remember it, but I, sorry, I totally like went off track here because I thought cabin in the woods was cabin fever. Well, we can talk totally about my... either one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only really familiar face in here is like I was kind of looking up the cast the other day to see if anyone went on to be in a few other things I was familiar with, and it pretty much is Chris Hemsworth, one of the one of the college kids, is like the only main actor, and and. I saw every, all the other cast kind of had prolific careers. It was mostly like TV series and stuff like that. Maybe a couple of familiar roles here and there. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, how, how did you like it when they started a piece together? I guess they kind of hinted at it early on where they got the, the two office workers there. Oh, I guess those two have been long time more prolific, more recognizable actors. Uh, Bradley Whitford and, uh, and uh, uh, Richard Jenkins, uh, the two office workers. I've, I've recognized them from plenty of things over the years. And like how they kind of play in a greater picture way. It's like, and this isn't your just run of the mill slasher flick. There's a big old, like you kind of said earlier, like a big old, they refer to them as puppeteers, kind of orchestrating how the kids fall t- to, to their, their dooms. Death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> fates. I'm, I'm really excited because I go, go see this now because I'm almost positive I have never seen Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love it. <laughs> Do you think your, you think your mom liked Cabin Fever? No, my dad did. My dad absolutely loved Cabin Fever. He thought it was hilarious. He also loves all the wrong turn movies. I don't think I've seen Cabin it's, Fever. I might have seen a bit, a little bit of it, I think, once a long time ago. It's about the flesh-eating virus. It's kind of funny because at the end of, at like, the beginning of the first one, there's this guy peeing in, in, in some guy's punch, <laughs> and he's infected. And Yeah, it's just a, it's a, I just remember it being I, just hilarious. I can't, you know, here's the thing, you know, I cannot watch... Infection movies. I can't watch like uh, Outbreak. I can't watch uh, Contaminated. I can't watch any of those films because I'm just so germaphobic mm-hmm. that it gets my paranoia running. You know. Yeah, especially with now the Omicron is out. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, let's, let's, not, let's not talk about viruses. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. Well, you won't have to worry about that with Cabin in the Woods, at least. Yeah. Well, I, I guess except they do spray like well, I was referring to earlier. The office workers kind of uh, puppeteering the way they they meet their dooms is like they kind of spray like their little uh, mists or whatever that they say that influences the cast to fall into horror movie cliches where Chris Hemsworth is leading the pack. It, you know, retreating from the monsters, and they're like, we all got to stick together and fight these guys off. And then the puppeteers, office workers are like, we can't have that happen. They crank some dials, some mist kicks in, and then Chris Hemsworth kind of zones out for a sec, and he goes, no, we should split up, cover more ground. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's a typical horror movie cliche, though, especially in slasher films. Oh, we should split up. It's a good idea. Yep, yep. And, you know... um, I guess I, I, the way I interpreted it was, was they're just kind of playing it for the, the intentional irony of it all. And so. Well, here, here's the thing about this film. Um, I thought, you know, Cabin in the Woods, um, it's okay now that I think about it, but I thought it was going to be like more like Evil Dead or something like that. As I said, I mentioned Evil Dead a few times. Um, Evil Dead's a great film. There have been a lot of uh, clones and copies and things like that. But, you know, they could have done a better job with the monsters, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, they they, they, they did they, seem pretty cookie cutter. <laughs> they were, you know, and this is supposed to be some scientific experiment, you know, in fear per se. Um, yeah, they they were. Uh, I, I like how they kind of played the twist where you kind of get the idea that things are amiss when they have the big hologramic wall kind of like, and how that, it was just like a very brief illusion where the hawk flew into it. And then I, when I saw it in the theater, when that came into effect later on in the movie, I don't want to spoil it for Paul because it's a great, the way it plays in effect later on. I completely forgot about that part for a sec. And that, that, that played a big factor in a, later on in the movie. And I just lost it. It was a great theatrical moment. Uh, just, yeah. One of the characters' demise is just completely... I, I should have seen it coming, but I was unprepared for it, and I just, just lost it. I loved it. Here's, yeah. here's something that's kind of like that, though. You know what that kind of reminds me of? is Under the Dome, uh, the Stephen King film, with, like, the birds. and I think there was a bird flew into the dome or something like that. Or Yeah, I just had to look up the name, but because um, you had mentioned, like, how surprised you were um, going into this movie completely blind. The same thing happened to me with, um, I don't know if you call it a zombie flick, but did you ever see the movie Overlord? I have not. I don't think so. It was, it surprised the hell out of me how how good it actually was. I mean, it was like nothing like you would expect. Um, So I would definitely recommend checking out Overlord. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's it's just just a cool movie. It starts out like with uh, these guys like jumping out of a, bombers in like world war ii and then it just goes to a completely different twist but i don't want to ruin it for you because that was i think one of the reasons i like it so much is because i didn't know what it was about at all you know um he was saying that this is kind of a horror comedy in a sense another great horror comedy that will be coming up next year on this show is Shaun of the dead oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah top notch top notch uh horror movie top notch comedy the cricket bat, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more about that until the show comes up in, in January. But cricket, you will never look at cricket the same ever again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to, I was pulling up an image here just so you could. Are you sure you've never seen that one? I think I've heard of it. It looks kind of familiar, but uh, I'm, I'm going to add it to the, I'll add it to the queue. <laughs> Yep. I, I, it looks familiar, but I'm not sure. Yeah, check it out. See, yeah, pen, I'm going to jot that down so I don't forget. <laughs> um, there's a pen over here. Ooh, there we go. Or else I will forget. All right. But now one thing I'm curious of, just I, I, I want to get your opinion on for... I'm, uh, one thing I always like about just your... Whether it's a serious slasher flick or like you, you mentioned the cricket bat... Uh, how would you rate the improv fighting off the monster's weapon in here with the, the, the weapon being the stoner's uh, coffee thermos bong? I don't remember this scene. But I do have to say something about that. That is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, they kind of, like, one of the characters, like, your kind of cliche stoner. They show him, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the big coffee mug disguised as a bong, and then he uses it foreshadows him fighting off one of the monsters later on and gets a good old well, big know, old whack on him. <laughs> the stoner, I believe, was one of the archetypes that were supposed to be um, sacrificed for this monster. Um, there's, a, there, you know, I hate to say this, but there's a bunch of great stoner films out there. And one of them is called Evil Bong, which you will be seeing someday soon here, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Charles Band film. He makes, like, 200 films a year or something Ooh. like that. And 
It's a Charles Band film. Really horrible film, but it's great. Yeah. Right. And, oh, God, I'm sorry. Finish. You know, these archetypes, you know, if you've ever read Joseph Campbell's The uh, Something of the Hero, I think it's called, that's where everything, like, that's where um, George Lucas got the idea for Luke Skywalker and things like that. We read it in college, and it's just a bunch of archetypes, like the wizard or the, the damsel in distress or whatnot. And it's, it's, it's essential reading for anyone who wants to delve into film deeply or literature for that matter. Yeah, uh, what I was going to say, too, is, um, you know, I'd like to wrap up uh, these shows by um, just bringing a mention, like, a, a show that, I, that is currently, like, new that I've been watching because I try to keep up like on all the, all the new things that are out there. So this last week I've been watching on Amazon prime. They got a uh, wheel of time. Uh, it's actually not bad. I didn't know what to think. It's a total fantasy realm type of movie. If you're into that kind of thing, they're trying to take down uh, this person who's supposed to be uh, so powerful that they bring around the end of the world or piece of that. I mean, it's a pretty cliche storyline, but the, the uh, character effects in it are really good. And it's got that big fantasy realm, you know, kind of like magic and all that kind of stuff. But just for a, a sit down series comedy or uh, not comedy, but series that because uh, there's nothing to watch right now. Oh, it's, I, not, it's I, not bad. I beg to differ on you on that one. I know I said this before we started the show today, but Chucky, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Great show. If you like... What's, the, it, where do you, what's it on? Is it? It's on Sci-Fi Channel and USA. Okay. It's on two, two networks at the same time, at the same time every week. Okay. Yeah, I guess but, the only TV shows I've been watching for new ones, and I'm, I'm not really super high in either of them. They were g- good for a while, but they're just kind of uh, fluctuating lately. Has this been the... You know, the, the Connors, uh, Roseanne reboot, which has just been all over the place. And it's, it's short, so I just stick with it. It's not that long. Uh, and then uh, that Million Little Things on ABC, uh, drama show. And uh, it, it, it's kind of like a big old, uh, just big old drama. And it was really good the earlier seasons, like just kind of coming together over a family crisis kind of thing. And then now it's, they kind of got over that big initial crisis kind of after a big family member loss early on. And of course there's all secrets behind it and all that. But uh, now it's like on its like fourth or fifth season. So it's like, where are they going with this show? And yeah. So I'm just kind of watching those out of habit, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the only shows I've been watching lately. Yeah. I, I cut the cable. I don't have any cable anymore. I refuse to watch commercials. Yeah. Same. So, <laughs> I don't same. even have cable at home. I have a, a freaking antenna. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> Yeah, so these movies he's talking about, they're probably actually current now because he's, he's, he's just getting them. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a, wah, wah, wah. I'll do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to everyone today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for our third, third wheel here today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. This has been great. Uh, hold on, I'm going to do a... Hit the music. Just a little bit. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, I uh, just wanted to wrap this show up by thanking Outsider Entertainment. Outsider Entertainment is your one-shop company for any upcoming events. Equipment range from dynamic room lighting, sound systems, to DJs, audio-visual equipment, 
photo booths, and more. Events include weddings, corporate events, school dances, and private parties. For more information, check out OutsiderEntertainment.net, email info at OutsiderEntertainment.net, or call 701-757-4300. They can help you plan or coordinate your wedding reception. That's Outsider Entertainment. Thanks a lot, everybody. And good night.